Welcome to the Fierce Impact Podcast. I'm your host, Hayley Maxwell, brand clarity and messaging coach, copywriter, ferocious ice cream eater and leopard print lover. If you're ready to harness the incredible brand building power of words so you can become memorable, meaningful and the only real choice for your dream clients, this is the podcast for you. Let's get started. Well, howdy, howdy, and welcome to episode 10 of the Fierce Impact podcast. And today I have my very first guest interview for you. And I'm speaking to the mighty Natalie Tolhoff about imperfect action, busting through mindset blocks, epic failures, the true reality of business and success, and selling with confidence. So there's a whole heap of goodness in today's interview to dig into. But first, let me introduce Natalie to you. After growing her own profitable business and experiencing failed businesses along the way, Natalie Tolhoff knows that success is all about mindset, imperfect action and consistency. For the last decade, Natalie has been a mindset motivator, butt kick facilitator and badass cheerleader for high achieving women in business, teaching them how to drop the self-sabotage and take consistent, imperfect action to grow their biz and their revenue with confidence. And so Natalie speaks about the truth and realness of being a woman in business because she firmly believes that contrary to glossy social media highlights, there's no such thing as perfect, not in life and not in business. So without further ado, let's hop into today's action-packed interview. So welcome to the Fierce Impact podcast, Natalie. It's awesome to have you here and I can't wait for my listeners to listen to all the gold that I know that you're going to share with us today. So feel free to introduce yourself and say hi. Hi, amazing listeners and amazing Hayley Maxwell. I'm just super honoured to be your first guest. Um, I just, I love being able to yeah, be on podcasts, especially as the first guest to kind of like be there with you um, and have some laughs about it. Um, especially because we forgot to record the first part, which I think is wonderful because I'm all about imperfect action, right? So I think it's, the, uh, the irony's not lost on me and I think it's a beautiful thing. Um, but who am I? Um, I help women sell with confidence by taking imperfect action and ditching doubt uh, and just really helping women realise that when you're in business, the fuel that business needs is cash flow. So you need to understand how to sell, be confident around that, um, and not make it weird, not make it icky. Um, so I'm a sales coach that helps you karate chop that um, away so that you actually can have and grow a business that makes you feel really good. And so tell me about your business journey because you haven't always been a coach, have you? Um, I've always, it's, it's a, a kind of a cliche I talk about, I've always been the bridesmaid and never the bride. I've always a massive supporter. So I always run other people's businesses and um, when I came out to have a go at running my own, um, it failed miserably. Like we're talking epic failures. 
Um, and it was a bricks and mortar business. So, you know, we're huge financial failure. Um, and from that, um, you get scared because fa- failure back then, or my brain didn't actually comprehend that it's completely normal. Like it's actually the 1% of people that go overnight and hit it. I'd actually like to meet. I'd actually, if, if you're one of the 1%, I want to meet you because I haven't met someone who overnight, you guys can't see, but overnight success, it just doesn't exist. But I believed it did because of social media highlight reels. So my first bricks and mortar business didn't do so well and neither did my second online business that I started as a side hustle when I was running a um, private education uh, business. And again, I was like, there's something wrong with me. The common denominator is me, therefore I'm useless. I don't know what I'm doing. So it fed doubt, it fed imposter, um, you know, and you go round and round the freaking, round and round the freaking circles, don't you, uh, with that. And then when I started to kind of immerse myself with other businesswomen, I got a coach who was, who was mindset and strategy, which is my philosophy. I, I can't hardcore strategize with you if, I don't really know what sits behind your sabotage. Like, why haven't? Why aren't you doing the work? Why aren't you showing up? Let's talk about it. Um, and so when it was normalised for me that hey, what you are feeling and experiencing is normal, I was like, oh wow, we're we're meant to feel these things in business because actually it's easier to go have a job. It's easier to go be employed. Because in business, without being, you know, any NLP practitioners will be like, Nat, you're saying things are hard. Well, quite honestly, they are. They can be. And I just want to bring that realism into business. Yeah, it's just one of those things that really kind of makes, and particularly women in business, I think, just really makes us feel quite shitty about ourselves at times, doesn't yeah. it? It's, yeah. 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 Which is why I loved, and you were on that show with for me as well. If I wanted to highlight my clients, the like I wanted to say this is this is the real highlight reels of women business. This is what um, success looks like. It doesn't have to be the you know the seven figures, six figures overnight thing. How about we highlight the women who are in the engine room right now, say actually this is success. Yeah, yeah, because um, you know the pathway to success is not not a linear you know thing, is it? It's as we all know, it kind of looks like a a squiggle on a bit of bit of paper, you know, <laughs> like looks like the inside of my brain at times. And then that kind of, it's a tangled journey, and and that's that's the truth behind it. Is yeah. that the reality behind those social media highlight reels? Is that um, the majority of us, it, it doesn't happen quickly um, to reach that point of success. And I guess also it comes down to everyone's version of success is different, yes. you know, like, and so, and it's, and it's always evolving and changing. I don't ever think that, you know, a version of success is something you suddenly like reach and you go yes I've kind of made it it's only when you stop sometimes and you look back on what you've done and accomplished and how far you've kind of come that you go oh crikey actually I have made a lot of really good decisions and I've had lots of ups and downs but yeah look how far I've come and what I've achieved 100% agree success you think you know what you want and you start the journey and it starts to evolve and change which is why we need 
consistent action in business, not theory and constant learning, because you don't actually know until you're in and moving and taking action. So I love that. You're right. Success moves and changes as you, you see yourself and what you what you really think you need, as opposed to externally looking out to this is what success looks like. Yeah, absolutely. And so when it comes to some of that sort of self-sabotage from um, the perspective of women in business, what are some of those key things that sort of stop women in their their tracks, essentially? I think it's just not realising that sabotage is just you coming out of your comfort zone. And, And the powers in that, when you come out of comfort, sometimes your comfort can be um weird because it's other people it's like you're high pressure you're always on um you know you're constantly second guessing like some people that's their comfort zone they don't know it's really really recognizing what is your comfort zone as soon as you come out of your comfort zone your your body your reptile brain is built to keep you safe as soon as it thinks you're going to go out of safety your thoughts your bad thoughts your negative thoughts you're, um, you know, looking for evidence that it's wrong. It all just turns itself up. It's noisy as shit as you're growing. But people don't talk about it enough because you think, oh, there's something wrong with me. I'm scared. I'm not going to do it. Okay, I won't do it. And you can talk yourself out of things as opposed to just bringing a lot of awareness um, to the sabotage, the doubt, the procrastination. You've got to look what sits behind it and it all comes from our experiences from childhood. It's all the trauma responses. It's the core belief work, which um, it's never freaking ending. It's, you know, it's the whole, oh, you're an onion. It's just you're peeling it back all the time. And um, I know this to be true. I've worked with what I would call, you know, um, traditional successful women who are just the streets ahead of a lot of us. They still deal with the stuff we are dealing with now that we think you shouldn't have or be when you're a certain place and it's like well that's bs they just actually get faster at what it is identifying it moving through it and actually not making it about them they go this isn't big enough to keep me moving forward to my goal so i'm just going to carry on yeah that's really interesting because i think so often we look at people who we believe are you know further ahead than us you know they they've got you know bigger businesses they're earning more money and we kind of think oh they've got it all sorted out you know they they're in the know you know they've they've obviously found the secret to business success (laughs) and and it's actually not always the case is it listen I am obsessed I'm on a quest to find Greatness. It's just an obsession. What what makes someone more successful than someone else? And as you said, you can't see the quotas, but what is that more success to begin with? And then what is it? It's not the magic wand. Because trust me, I've downloaded a lot of things, like many of your listeners, to find this elusive magic. And it just, it doesn't exist. What exists is your commitment to making a strategy work. And it will usually need more time than you will ever believe. It could take two years for this strategy to take off, but it needs your commitment. And so you become that secret source at the end of it. You become that magic, which is extremely cliche, I know, but that's where the buck stops. Um, and that's what I believe men are really good at because they can compartmentalize 
Meaning if something doesn't work or it's not working, they don't make it about themselves. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? Why do you think that women have a tendency to, to do that? I just from how we've been brought up, we look we don't just look after ourselves, we look after family and children. So we we inherently go, what's this impact on me and everyone else? And I'm not saying that men don't think like that, but just DNA-wise, women will take it on board um, just because of the compl- the complexities of how we think about things. Yeah, absolutely. And so what would you say is kind of the number one mindset block that you would say the majority of your clients have like the one that you keep hearing over and over and over again it comes back to worthiness I don't know enough yet I'm not enough right yeah and it'll it'll play out somewhere and what's interesting is because I'm a recovering perfectionist and become now allergic to perfect um and I attract a lot of women who are like I'm not a perfectionist and then we'll say, well, let's just see what happens and the high achiever piece in us will pop out um, quite sneakily to believe that we're not ready. Um, but to answer the question directly, it is the enough, it's the enoughness, which goes back to people pleasing, uh, which goes back to so many things. So how would we, what are some of the things that we can do to kind of try and counteract that, I guess, if it's something that we are struggling with what I love about the whole people pleasing bit with I'm not enough and I don't know enough yet and I need to go learn more and that's a form of imposter is people like imagine for you Hayley if um, people came and paid you for your amazing work which is work is amazing by the way and instead of you just working within your greatness and if all you ever did was second guess worry if it was enough I'm going to get that energy and be paying for that martyr piece in you instead of you going, actually, you know what? I do know what I'm doing. I'm going to give it my all. And so that so you then you then please the person. Does that make sense? If we're in constant need of people pleasing, it actually does the opposite because I'm not getting your full energy. Yeah, yeah. I know that's a little bit a weird way of saying it. So I hope it fucking makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and it makes sense because, you know, if you're spending all your time focused on I'm, I'm, I'm not enough or yeah. maybe this isn't good enough or, you know, why has this person chosen to work yes. with me, then it is going to drain a lot of that energy that otherwise you would be able to give to, to the client. Yeah. I'd love to give you an, exa- an example, for, even for me, yeah. even, even recently, and this is why our work's never done. And I just want, I hope they were all going to agree on that if someone comes to work with you and you're like, why have they come to work with me? Oh, I better go get better. Like what? Do any of us go work with someone who we think doesn't know what they're doing? No. So straight away, you know, your thoughts, you think your thoughts, your thoughts aren't necessarily true. So for me, I had this amazing client and straight away I'm like, oh, she's corporate. I better, I can feel it. I could feel like I could start to be a little bit more corporate and then corporate my responses and corporate my emails. And then for a minute, I was like, hang on a sec, because I could feel myself Google searching to learn more about something. And I'm like, what the actual fudge cakes are you doing right now, Nat? <laughs> and what stopped me was that whole thing. She has been attracted via my marketing. Now, marketing does two things, repels and attracts. 
I go out of my way to repel so that I can attract strongly, fiercely the right people. So if she shows up with this marketing and she feels and gets to meet someone completely opposite because I'm second guessing myself, she's going to be like, what the hell is this? I thought I was getting that. So that really made me stop, lean into my intonation, my understanding, my opinion, my years of understanding of something and gave her that instead of trying to mainstream cookie cutter corporate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I really love that because I think it just shows that as a, as a business owner in the face of a, of a business, essentially, you kind of really need to lean into to who you are, what yeah. your values are, all of those things that you just spoke about, because otherwise you aren't going to attract the people that really align with that or that want or that want that in a business coach, a sales coach, that sort of thing. So I yeah. think it's really it's a really important message, isn't it? It's, we often think that we've got to be a particular way in business. Um, and you're right, you know, you can feel like sometimes you get certain clients and you think you've got to kind of shape yourself to be more like them, but actually they came to you for a reason. Yeah, which, which is, I think to go back to your question of, you know, how do you, how do you stop that part of yourself, that people-pleasing stuff? If you do do sales calls or discovery calls to talk to each other to see if you're going to help each other and be the right fit, a really good question is, and this is something I ask, it's not to stroke my own ego. It's to really check in um, to see, uh, to remind myself of why they've chosen me. So I, I say that. Why, why have you chosen me? And they'll usually say beautiful things, which is really lovely, but actually what they've done is they've described the version of themselves that they haven't leaned into or been open enough or courageous enough to bring into their own work. So if you ask that question, you're going to hear why they need you. And that changes the game for a people pleaser. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess another thing that I'd really like to talk about is, um, and because it's a message of yours that I really love and that I really kind of connect with and that I remind myself on a very, very regular basis, <laughs> is around that whole, you know, allergic to perfect, yeah. taking imperfect action. And so what do you believe in when it comes to that allergic to perfect message? Yeah, so the reason why I'm so passionate about it is um, by trade. So from 17 to about 24, um, I am a chef by trade. So for, for that many years, I worked in Europe and worked with some of the most top chefs. So I was traditionally trained before that for three years. I did an apprenticeship. Um, it's a paid apprenticeship. You, you, I get to go to got to go to uni and was paid doing it. I had high expectations put on me. Now you have to have a level of perfection to be a really good chef because you're relentlessly producing the same thing a hundred times and then doing it again the next six nights and never lunch. Yeah. So I was highly drilled to imperfection, right? Which helps me now as a transferable skill, mise en place, actionless. Plans, I can do that with my eyes closed because that's how I've been trained. The issue is, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it actually helped me see that when I worked with some of the top chefs, they were not qualified. What that means is their intonation, their creative inner chef dishes came from engine room learning 
as opposed to this is the way you have to do it. Mm. Right? So a lot of us will think, well, I've got to have that qualification. Look, if you're a freaking brain surgeon, please get qualified. You get guys what I'm get what I'm saying, right? So I'm a business coach, I had no qualifications, but I've got had two failed businesses under my belt. I sure as shit know what not to do. And I'm sitting with a high success at the moment, so I don't know what to do. For me, um, when I hire people, I love to hire people who hadn't learned from, I'm not dismissing qualifications either, but I would much rather take someone who had got in the arena and got dirty than someone who thinks they know what it is. So what I learned from that chefing piece is to be, because I want to be awesome, I want to be great, that's the high achiever in me. There's nothing wrong with perfection because perfection brings greatness. It's when we drive from people-pleasing perfection and not enoughness perfection that shit goes wrong. Mm. You come from a place of greatness with perfection, you can be the greatest chef. You can be the greatest business owner because you take your discipline, your high need for being the best and doing a great job because integrity-wise, we want to do a really good job. But when we layer that with your inner mentor, your inner creativity, your, your own way of doing something, it changes the game because there's a real intention change. And so how, so if you're stuck in that cycle of everything's got to be perfect before I put it out into the world, yeah. how do you, how do you actually get past that as, as a business owner? Because I can see that it would hold a lot of people back from actually producing stuff, from getting that first iteration out. Yeah. Kind of thing it's a good question because um there i believe there isn't any other way but to give it a go like what you fear already exists right so that person fears i'm not going to get a client if i put it out wrong i'm not gonna no one's gonna read it so i won't write it so what they're fearing by not taking the action is already happening look for me maybe it's as simple as this if you want a fit strong muscular body you can't think about it you have to go and do it it's the same with business yes you're going to feel awkward you're going to feel a little bit stupid it's going to hurt but you know what you're going to go back the next day and you're going to be like i know what i'm doing okay the next thing right i'm gonna lift heavier it's a journey and it's you've just got to go on it yeah yeah absolutely what do you think from you know a business coaching perspective is really important for clients to be to be looking out for I guess because you know it seems like you know online essentially it seems like there are so many different options and different choices and it's you know there's a lot of the highlight reel stuff that goes on so I guess it can be really hard trying to navigate that whole online environment where people are saying who do I who do I choose how do I know who's going to actually be able to help me yeah it's what would you idea. like? How do you navigate that? I guess as a, as a potential, like as a client, in terms of looking for someone that's going to be able to support you in business. Yeah, I think I think you've um, touched on this well before, and some of your other podcasts where you're going to know on a physical level if you feel yuck or icky, or if you're like, mm, I don't know, what is what is that? What does she mean? But you know, so you kind of think, um, you know, you're going to care about if people are over promising. Like as soon as someone. I, you know, like you've got to have someone with integrity who's like, we can give this stuff a go, but there's no magic wands in which this is going to happen. It's, it's like with women who are in 
who help with advertising. Feel like Facebook ads are not the magic wand. All these other things have to happen. Um, so I think you just need to be looking out for people who aren't over-promising, um, who actually show real testimonials, not the one the one-off stuff. And you've spoken about that so beautifully before. It's really important. Um, because I fell for social media highlight reels. I fell for the whole do this funnel and this will happen. And sometimes it will work, but most of the time it's because people have put tens of thousands of dollars down a funnel to see if it's worked and tested. So I think, again, it comes to just having conversations with coaches, what feels right, what lands right, really trust your inner, your inner, your intuition. It's going to feel right. Mm. The last thing that I'd really like to talk yeah. to you about is around the the sales side of things. Because again, yeah. another message that you know I love that you share is that sales is just a conversation. Yeah. And again, that's something that kind of I always have ringing in my head that really helps me to kind of take some of that um, stress or nervousness kind of out of it. It's like, actually, this is just a conversation. Like it's two people in business talking and saying, hey, you know, this is what I do. This is how I can help you. Um, and it really doesn't need to be kind of harder than that. So, so what are some of the things that you see people worrying about when it comes to selling? And then what are some of the key pieces of advice in terms of how someone can actually take that imperfect action and go ahead and sell with, with confidence? Yeah, good question. So when I when um, my first a second business that didn't do well, I had all the bells and whistles. I had the fancy funnels, I had the fancy website, I had all the fancy fancies, but I didn't have the confidence. And so there's a real clue in that. So sales is a conversation, but selling with confidence is better. So when you confidently understand the results you can get for someone, what it does is it changes the game to attract the right people. And sales is a conversation because you have to listen. If you have a conversation with the right person and you hear the language or the problems they have and you know in your heart, your confidence will tell you, holy shit, I can really help this person. Mm-hmm. And you won't have to guess what to say because you'll be like, I understand where you're at. Um, you could give some examples, but you're going to confidently be able to um, diagnose where you're at and you won't need to sell because you're going to be able to articulate back to them in your confidence. Hey, look, I've got this really cool solution um, to help with these things. Someone's going to hear the genuineness of that and you're going to sell. So when I had the bells and whistles, I relied on no conversation to sell. And for some people, they can nail that where they're automations, because it's metrics at the end of the day, then sheer volume of numbers who are seeing their things um, will, will convert. But I always challenge my client, your core understanding of your business and the problems you solve, you should be able to sell in a conversation. At the end of the day, conversing, listening, diagnosing, making an offer, that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, that's really true. And I think like you're just saying about then about listening as well and I think often the art and the skill of actually listening is is forgotten like because we're so often thinking about 
what am I going to say next? How am I going to phrase this? How am I going to make sure this is just right? That we actually forget to really deeply listen to what people are saying to us. Yeah, you're correct. And so if a high achiever doesn't know that you're a people-pleasing perfectionist, they will constantly overwhelm because they're constantly wanting to be seen of giving and having value. So they outsource their worth. And if you do it in a conversation, you're constantly throwing value at people. Oh, and I can do this and this and this and this and this and this. The other person's just like, I'm so full. I'm overwhelmed. I can't make a decision because we're trying to externally get validation. So when we when we get a no, we're like, oh my gosh. We take it back to ourselves again. So when we know why we operate that way, like, we, like you said, we can take a breath, step back. It's just a conversation. Make sure you're having conversations with the right people, which is why we've got to go back to core business. What do you do? Who do you help? What's your solutions? Just take the complexity away for a minute. Then you can build on some really solid foundations. I think it's also okay to have direct conversations. Like if someone books a call with me, we're going to have some direct conversation because otherwise why are you on a call with me? You obviously want to look how to work with me. So it would be freaking weird if I kept over-talking silences, didn't say, would you like to do it? Yeah. Right? So is it also okay for permission to not over-talk when we go, here's the price, here's the thing? And I think you had on a good note before too about, you know, you know, someone who wants to go out there and give it a go and they're stuck with their first iteration. There's no one drop the mic moment. You're not going to get it right. None of us get it right on the first go. So you have to just let that go. It's, it's, a, it's a paradigm you've created that if I do it first the right time, I'm not going to have to go on the journey. You have to go on a business journey. The biggest personal discovery you're ever going to have to go on is no fast track. There's fast track with support and there's fast track with copy, but actually you've got to work on your inside, your confidence, because you, you could give them the best things, but unless they're prepared to go out there and start actioning it, taking them with action, they're still not going to win. Yeah. 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 No, I really love that. And so just to wrap up this call, I like to ask sort of three, that I've got three questions that I'm going to be asking my guests. And so the first of these is, you know, what does being fierce in business mean to you? Yeah, such a cool question. So for me, it's about being unstoppable. She's unstoppable. You're unstoppable. I'm unstoppable. But not from that horrible hustle mentality, but feeling fully resourced in yourself that you're unstoppable on your quest for greatness, that you're unstoppable to make your business and your life happy. For me, that's what that is. What kind of fierce impact are you wanting to make on the world with your work? It's just that whole, I want to normalise what success is and so it doesn't have to be that 1% overnight, that where you're at is really great. Well done. You know, I want that impact to be, and this is cliche, but if I can, you can. But seriously, you can. Um, And just really want to normalise that people can have the businesses they want. Um, My impact is that I just want to bring that realism, but also that confidence to be able to sell and take into action. Finally, um, what would you say is the one piece of advice that you've been given yeah. that you have felt has made a big difference to your business? 
Yeah, we, we touched on it early in, in when we first started. And that is this. It's from Mary Morrissey. She's passed away now. Um, she was a great thought leader. You are not your results. Mm. So you inherently aren't your bad November, right? Whereas we can attach our results and make it mean something about who I inherently am. Yeah. Oh, my business isn't working. That means I'm inherently a bad person. No, it doesn't. As soon as I understood that I'm not my results, it really helped me to detach from wanting to constantly look at what I had, hadn't been or, or making it mean something about myself. It's one of the big, yeah, you're not your results and you're not your thoughts because you think thoughts. So they aren't always true. Yeah, I think that's a really awesome place to, to leave it. So thank you so much for the wisdom and the knowledge wow. and the awesomeness that you've shared. It's, yeah, it's been right, a blast. Yes, thank you. We can talk for hours. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and also, so if um, my listeners want to check you out, um, where can they come along and stalk you? So stalk me on social, Insta, Facebook, uh, and obviously my website where you may get to get read some cool ads copy. And uh, yeah, so just natalietolliff.com, come and find me, um, we can hang out. And I've got a group called Allergic to Perfect. So if you're looking for some help in that area, you can also come over there. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll put all of those links in the show notes as well, so people can just hop straight into it. So thank you so much, Natalie. It's been awesome thank having you. you. Yay! <laughs> Hurrah!